<laughs> you can definitely see me drunk as fuck though. Welcome to LateCast, because we are always late in posting our recording. This is a TryGames.net podcast where you talk about video games, but about two weeks late. Again, because it takes a long time for us to post. But I promise you, this week we will not post a week later. You know what? I take that back. I'm not going to make any promises, because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Anyway, I am here with... Oh, me. And I thought you meant late cast because I took extra minutes to get on the internets because I was brushing no, my teeth. No, no, no. People need to brush their teeth for the pleasant of breath. Yes, I don't want all our listeners to have to smell my stank-ass breath. Yes, yes. But I am your host, Austin. Because I eat chocolate before I go to bed and then I don't <laughs> brush my teeth because I'm terrible. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, I am your host, Austin, of this podcast. Absent today is Al. Al is... Uh, what? I'm not absent. Uh, I can't what? do a good Al voice. What? <laughs> what? I'm not absent. No, but he is. Um, he is celebrating his. I believe it's his grandfather's birthday. So happy birthday, Grandpa Al. Um, Man, he's always got something going on. Word. Um, but I am here with Pete, who is just speaking with me now. That's Pete over there in the corner. That's him in the spotlight, losing his religion. Something lyrics. <laughs> what are the rest of the lyrics? I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think that song got put in a rock band. Three. So, I think it's in. I, I don't know if it's in three or if it was in the music store. I think I saw it. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Or maybe it's not. It's I don't somewhere. know. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. I know. End of the world is in Rock Band three. It's or is that in the music store? I don't world. know. Because vision is. Welcome dead. back to 1993 or something. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Assassin's Creed. That's my phone going off. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yes. So we actually have uh, an interesting topic that Pete found. Uh, we also have uh, a tweet question from a listener, and we also have what we've been playing as usual. Pete, you got a nice package in the mail, and I don't mean that in a, ah. I don't mean that in a sexual way at all. <coughs> got a package in your mail. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, uh, of particular interest, did you start playing Rock Band three yet? Yeah, of course. I played it the fucking day it came, which was the day after it was released, which was awesome of Dell because play, they said it wouldn't get you here until like the day that your mail package came. So anyway, yeah, it came the day after retail release because Dell's awesome apparently with that, and I got it for thirty bucks less. So I'm really happy with the way that worked out. Um, so yeah, I played some Rock Band three, and uh, I jumped right into Pro Keys. Um. Right off the bat, because I figured if I never see what the normal keys look like or just don't bother with them, it'll force me to learn pro keys. Uh, right. And so for anyone who doesn't know, the key, the keyboard controller has, I think, like maybe 25 keys on it. It's like 15, you know, of the white ones and then like 10 of the black ones. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about keyboards and piano stuff. All I know is there's white keys and black keys and they're like full steps and half steps or something like that. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, like, when you're playing pro, you basically focus in, okay, I think they're called octaves, I don't know, or they're, I don't know, there's, there's five sections of the keyboard, there's like a, re okay, hang on, I'm gonna grab my keyboard controller real quick. Ah! Alright, so, starting from left, it goes like, 
three white keys is the first section and it's red, and then four white keys is the next section and it's yellow, then three is blue, then four is green, and then the very last one on the right is orange. Um, and then obviously the black ones are corresponding with wherever they laid out. Uh, so when you play pro keys, you're playing basically three of these sections. Like a song might use the yellow, blue, and green section, or it might use the red, yellow, and blue. Uh, and so you're, you're kind of using the whole keyboard, but not the entire keyboard. But I guess that's just the way a song would actually be played on the piano is not like using the entirety of it, just kind of in one sort of area. I don't know. I don't know music. Um, but, uh, so... It's a fun way to play, and when you play on Pro Key Easy, it's still like it's challenging, but not so. And maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe 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 that would be the difference between Pro Keys Easy and Pro Keys Expert. Maybe on Expert you are using the entirety of the keyboard. I don't know. I didn't go that high up. Um, but uh, yeah. So it's challenging, and like you know, not looking at the keyboard and trying to figure out placement is definitely difficult for somebody who doesn't know keys. Uh, they have, at the start of each section, they have like a little raised part of the of the white key so that you know, kind of like how in uh, on the guitar, like for guitar controllers anyway, the middle button, the yellow button, is uh, has, has got a little raised nub on it, so you kind of know where your finger placement is. So this kind of does the same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a fun way to play. I really, really enjoy it. Um, you know, there's not many key songs to play right now. Uh, but apparently, I don't know if they implemented this. They're gonna they're gonna put in an option where you can buy the key part for older songs. Um, I think they said for a dollar. It's either two dollars or a dollar. I know you're also supposed to be able to buy the pro guitar mode for older songs too for like a dollar or two. Um, and uh, yeah. So, but um, I want I did end up seeing how the how the normal keys or you know the like regular keys not not pro keys play because Des played the guitar or the guitar the the keyboard on regular mode and it kind of looks sucky like that way like that way is like not a, does not seem to be a fun way to play because uh slightly off the middle of the keyboard is five particular keys that have a smaller marking of green red yellow blue and orange you know like a guitar would have and if you play normal keys you're only playing these five keys that's it so it's doesn't seem at all challenging or fun i mean maybe on expert it would be i don't know uh but it's like playing the guitar without strumming um so i really don't see why anyone would do that especially considering that if you pick a song that does not have a key part and you're playing the guitar then it just puts you into that like uh that guitar style mode anyway like and i so i had to play a few of those because like you know when des and i were playing um and she was singing i was playing the keyboard uh we'd end up you know, sometimes doing older songs from our music library, um, and I would have to do it that way and be like, wow, this isn't very fun. And at that time, I didn't realize that's what normal keys were like, too. So I'm glad I went straight into pro keys. Uh, I did some of the pro key training stuff. I went through the easy and medium tasks. We are back in life. Um something in my laptop fucked up it's it's trying to automatically adjust my voice settings oh so it's doing that stupid thing where the volume moves by itself anyway pro Fucking keys Skype. okay so yes where i left off was i was talking about how i went through the uh the pro keys tutorial stuff yes and i did the easy and medium and the thing i don't like about that is that i do not think that the game effectively teaches somebody who knows nothing about keys how to actually properly play keys. All it does 
is teach me how to get my hand in some weird position to pass that particular test, and then I forget it. And then I move on to the next one and, like, you know, rinse and repeat. Do a new handset, like, pass the test, even if I have to struggle for, like, an hour, which I did for one of them. Uh, get past it and then forget how to do that. Like, if that particular kind of segment came along in a song like in live playing i want to be like oh i remember that from the training i'm gonna put my hand in this position now um right so like that might just be my own shortcomings with being able to learn musical instruments and things like that but yeah like you know they they try to claim that you know this is good for teaching people who don't know instruments like you know maybe an effective way of playing and so far with the keys not so much if i stick with it maybe eventually i'll start getting it um well Chris Kohler said something. Did, I don't know if you read his uh, his Wired blog or his Wired review of Rock Band Three, but he said something along the lines of like they were they were playing Whip It by by Devo, and then he was like, "Wait a second. and he jumped up to the keyboard and started playing like the first three notes. And I'm like, right, like to me, it's like, all right, three notes. That's not a big deal. Um, but at the same time, uh, I guess having no prior knowledge of of any type of like musical instrument playing. Or at least piano playing, like the fact that he was able to do that for three notes again, not a big deal, but still more well, than nothing. Did it say if he was playing in pro keys or normal keys? Because again, if he's, I, playing, uh, if he's playing normal keys, three notes is not that difficult since it's like you know out of five notes anyway. Well, no, what I mean is he was playing. I, I and to answer your question, I don't remember. But what I mean is he was playing it in the game. And then his friend picked up a guitar oh. and was like, "Hey, I could play this part on a real guitar." I and then he mean. said, "Wait," he said, "Wait a second. And he went to a real piano and he played the first three notes. Okay, yeah. You I know? mean, if I like was playing the game and I re- re- like saw what the three notes were and then could retain what three notes were, sure, I could jump to a piano and play it. But like, right. I'm not learning proper piano fingering. Is my my point? Okay. I uh, yeah yeah. I see what you mean. Like there's Definitely. a uh, there's absolutely a way you're supposed to play the piano like with like your hands yeah. and moving your thumb underneath yeah. and like and yeah it's like the same thing with a guitar you know like you're supposed to like the pro mode in guitar is supposed to teach you like how to like bend your fingers to like how you would on an actual guitar to make certain notes I'm a little scared that when I actually invest in that pro guitar which I will do without a doubt because I want to try that um, right. Uh, obviously, like I said, the button, I, I don't know if I specifically said this on the cast, but I'm going to be getting the button one, not the, you know, really expensive string one. Oh yeah. Um, the, the, the t- I'm sorry to interject again, but like, if you got the string one, like, I don't know if you really play guitar at all, but, or, or have ever tried, but from everyone I talk to, and I'm sure, uh, Al, Al can verify this, um, when he's on, but like, in order to play a guitar, your fingers have to develop calluses. Otherwise they like, yeah. they, uh, otherwise it just really hurts to play, um, and I have no idea what that's like because I play the cello and the strings are less – they're easier on your fingers. So I right. never really developed hard calluses from that. So yeah, I don't know. I, what, I know about like all I, that. Yeah. Um, so, oh, oh, really? From, yeah. from from doing what? Well, no. <laughs> I mean I've tried to learn <laughs> guitar dirty. in the past and I've had lots of friends that have been in bands and I know what, know what, what all that's about. But uh, – Bands, like, they call it. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's how they're developing their calluses. <laughs> I see. But uh, yeah, I just, I know that I wouldn't be able to, to, to do that, or at least not anytime soon. So I'd rather just go with the button controller because, like, that, that would be a good next step for me. Uh, even though I never made it to expert on the, uh, you know, on the bass controller, um, I feel like I just want to get to pro mode easy and start learning that stuff because that's, that's the way I would like to play the game now. Right. Um, is it easy to understand how to play those chords? Because I see that wave thing, and I'm just like, uh, it's beyond me. 
Are you talking about with the guitar? Yeah. Oh, I don't know because the guitar. I don't oh, have the oh, guitar. Oh, right, right. The guitar's not out until I think it's coming out in a week or so, maybe mid November. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm it's, stupid. It's okay. Um, so I'll let you know when it comes out if it's easy to play those or not. I have a feeling it won't be, but you know, Yay. I will force myself to fucking learn. Damn it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, as far as Rock Band Three, the game itself, uh, you know. It's more rock band. They have made some decisions with the actual game that I don't agree with. Uh, namely, that I can't make my cool-ass band that I had from Rock Band 2. Um, I kind of can, but like, because I, I ended up playing with Rock Band 2, I ended up playing a lot by myself. Uh, so I had, you know, I made myself a bunch of characters and then made the other one stand in. So at least I had like a set band. I felt like, yeah, I'm having the band experience, even though I'm playing by myself and I'm pathetic. Um... So, so sad. in so Rock sad. Band 3, like, you can do the same thing and set stand-ins, but they took away the options to set your stand-ins for particular instruments. So now, like, the band plays this game of musical chairs where you're never really sure who's going to be playing what instrument when you start a song. Um, after some research online, I found out that, like, you can kind of, like, force it in a certain way based on what instrument you're playing and wh- which position, like, where you, uh, like... Put, yeah, like which position you put the person's name in, like will kind of lean them towards a certain instrument or something. But I don't know, it can get kind of weird, especially if you're like playing keys and then you play songs that have male or female or female vocals. Then like if you have different gender people in your band, they'll switch off for the singing. So instead of having like a male singing female vocals, like so it just gets kind of weird. Um, but, but this is uh, to, to just to clarify, this is not gameplay related it's more of the uh it's just the presentations stuff. the pre- yeah. presentation stuff okay yeah gameplay is perfect as usual like uh oh wait except for the singing though i have a problem with the singing. i mean it's good what they did but i don't like it they made it so that instead of when you play on easier difficulties instead of having a wider like catch zone you know what i mean like where like yep. uh it's it's pretty much exactly pitch on or per, per, you know tone whatever the word would be where it's like perfect pitch on the bar and when you're on easy, it just allows you to be more off, but it doesn't like you don't you you can visually see that you're off now as opposed to before where like you could be off, but it still looked like you were hitting it. Um, like I play singing on medium, for instance. So in Rock Band Two, I probably I'm a bad singer, but I always felt like I was doing good. In Rock Band Three, I know I'm always doing bad, even though I'm passing the songs. Um, so that's like not very positive reinforcement for me. Um, but it but. It- what you said you started off by saying it's a good thing but you it's don't a good like thing. it yeah it's a good thing because right. you know it would people who want to try to get better at singing certain but songs you just, just want to be coddled yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to singing yes i just want to feel like i'm awesome and i know i'm not um, in. but uh they did some other things like they when you're scrolling through the songs and stuff they the loud or whatever is gone oh you love that it's, it's they must have. They must have heard you. <laughs> well, it's still there, but it's like a bit more muted, so like it's not as obnoxious. Um, and uh, they, um, what else do they do? I'm trying to think. I don't know. They, it's it's rock band. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, rock band is all about the instruments, and like, so I'm happy with the addition of the keyboard, and I'm waiting for that pro guitar to let you guys know what that's like. So. Uh, and I'll have to check in on the store stuff and see if that, that's, that's true about adding parts in for additional cost, which 
I saw like the, the reason it came up is because I saw someone mention it on Twitter, but I don't know if they were talking about it being a possibility or if, if it's true now. And they were kind of complaining about it, but I honestly I don't mind paying it, but I kind of wish there was an option like when, with iTunes when they switched over to uh, you know DRM free stuff or whatever, or like if you buy a partial album, they always have ways of trying to get you to like like pay a lump sum as, as opposed to like mainly going through so like for instance when they introduced the drm free stuff if you had old songs that you bought on itunes that were drm protected there was just an option to be like okay pay this amount and upgrade all your songs to drm free or if you only bought a few songs from an album there's always like i finished this album option for the rest of the cost or whatever um so it's like right there easy to notice and navigate and stuff like that like so if rock band were to do something similar like okay you bought all these songs from the rock band store this amount is available for you know adding keys in and you can pay this lump sum i would probably do that um rather than like hand pick which songs i want to like upgrade but i don't know i'll I'll have to look into that because it's been over a week since i played rock band 3 because i've been playing nano remo so you that's You've been playing? Sure. That's just a way of transitioning, I guess. I, I've been writing a lot because of NaNoWriMo. For those who don't know, NaNoWriMo is a, like, it's the National Novel Writers Month, and you go online to the website, and you basically are making a pledge to write 50,000 words in the month of November, which, if you've ever written before, you know 50,000 is actually kind of a lot. Um, it basically breaks down to uh, roughly a little more than 1,500 per day. Um, and, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Today's the sixth day. I still, have, I'll have to do my writing later today. After today, I will have broken 10,000. So I'll be a fifth of the way there. Um, that's but, pretty uh, much, that's pretty much writing or just to, to compare it to length for, you know, for perspective. Yeah. That's pretty like much writing like a long, I guess on GameSpot, it would, it would break down into two pages, but a long video game review every single day. Right, like, if I was doing it, like, the only way I know length stuff is by, because I always write Microsoft Word, so, like, when I wrote that uh, Trials review or whatever, like, you know, a year and a half ago, whatever it was, um, I, like, think it was, like, maybe a page and a half at most, and, like, my daily writing is definitely breaking two pages, about two and a half pages, uh, so, yeah, like, it's definitely a lot per day, um, and, it, it you know, the, the goal is to try to come out of this with if not a finished story a well established story so that when it's over you can kind of just wrap it up and finish it up um and, and let's and, be clear here this that, that's a lot for someone who for whom writing is not their profession yeah i mean like i so like that's to, even that's even tougher i like to fancy myself a writer and i want it to be my profession so i'm you know like i'm excited to do it and i, I i've always tried writing stories in the past and never actually been able to complete them so you know, I figure if I stick with this, at the end I'll have 50,000 words, and even if I need more to finish it, I'll be much more inclined to finish it once I'm at that point. Um, so, Did you finish your one last year? Uh, wait, you mean the one I was writing in April? I thought you did NaNoWriMo last year. No, I didn't do NaNoWriMo. Um, it actually, like, when I when I came to the, to the decision I was going to do it, it had already passed. Uh, so <laughs> in April... Because I didn't realize NaNoWriMo was only in November. So that that was when in April I just decided to do my own writing project. And I did write, uh, start a story in that writing project, but it got about 10,000 words deep. And then the month of April ended and I never actually went back to it. Because um, that's what I do. I'm bad about that. Word. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. But so far I'm sticking with it and it's going well. Though I'm feeling the pressure of having to write every day. Um, 
it definitely like you sit down like and it's just like man i have to write this isn't fun but once i get going then it's okay right anyway so, let's see that t- so today is uh november 6th and so do you have how many words would that be five do you do you have 7500 words it actually be 8500 wouldn't it uh well 15, okay 1500 times 15, five i said rough a little roughly more than 1500 because what it is it actually breaks down to exactly also i'm do, terrible at math if you do 30 divided by wait 50,000 divided by 30, it comes out to, like, it, it's a fraction, but basically it's 1,667 words per day. Oh, I um, thought you said it was 1,500, so I just multiplied 1,500 Well, I five. said roughly just to for ease of talking. I hate math. <laughs> so, yeah, either way, I have I have roughly 8,500 words right now, and after today, I will have over 10,000. All right. Woo! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what else have you been playing? That that's really it. Unless you, want, I mean, I probably played a little bit more Super Meat Boy, and I'm well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely played more Super Meat Boy since the last time we talked. Uh, I'm in the fourth world, which is hell. Ah, and oh. it's hard. Um, that game is so fucking hard. Uh, I was originally when I first started playing, like I think I didn't mention this. I was trying to do get A pluses on all the light side worlds, so that because you need to get an A plus to open up the dark side world. So that like dark side level in a world, um, so I was trying to like like world one is the forest, and so I would go through and get a plus on all the light side stuff, so that I can go through and do the dark side stuff, even though I wasn't trying to a plus all the dark side stuff right away. Uh, so then in world two, I tried to do the same thing, but the game just got so hard that I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna keep going, uh, and prog- progressing through the world. Um, there's also like additional content that I wasn't even like aside. From those world, the five main worlds, or whatever, like you can go into what's called the internet, um, which I guess is going to be downloadable content stages, because there's already one there with like, uh, you know, a standard set of levels for a world, which is probably about l- roughly twenty. Um, so there's twenty thing in like, uh, but in the in- okay, so you back up, you go to the internet, uh, and then there's a list of different things, and the only one you see is the first one. And the rest of them are like question marks. So that was, that's what makes me think it's downloadable content. Um, it will be coming. So yeah, like that's great if they'll do that because uh, like when I eventually beat the game, I'll be sad that there's no more left to play. But if they bring more stuff, then I'll be happy. Super Meat Boy. Sound happier. <laughs> I mean, me and Al, you know, we talked about it two weeks ago. And we, yeah. Like, so it's like the game is still the same. It's still like all the same stuff, just getting harder. And, uh, you know, the environment changed or whatever. Um, hell is full of lava and fireballs and really tough, tight spaces. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know, but it's still just Super Meat Boy. And I, I refuse to, like, for some reason, even though I know that certain characters that I've unlocked would be better suited for certain stages, I, for some reason, feel obsessed. Like, I have to beat the game with Super Meat Boy. Like, I don't know why, but it's like I feel like that's the way the game was meant to be, the character the game was meant to be played with. And after I beat it with Super Meat Boy, then I can go back and explore with other characters. I don't know if this thinking is going to come back and completely bite me in the ass, but for some reason that's what I'm like my mindset is right now. Um, right. So yeah, but I mean honestly, this past week I really haven't been playing anything except doing Nano Remo writing and maybe some a few iPhone games. Uh, I just. Yeah, my the writing really cuts in the game time, so 
Right. You said iPhone games. Uh, we we we'll definitely get into that because we do have a good uh, a reader reader the fuck t- listener tweet question. They um, read your tweets or our tweets, yeah. so they are readers as well. Tweeter treat treat it good. I I don't I don't know. What have you been playing? Uh, let's see. So I'm trying to finish the conduit so I can legitimately put that game to rest and say that it's not that good. Because you know I'm not I'm not a huge fan of being like oh this game is you know because it's not complete shit right but I can't say like if the game was like completely utterly aberrant shit like I could stop it halfway and just be like you know what no but it's not it's just mediocre uh, and I want to see if it gets better at the end um, I think I am in the second to last level or the third to last level or something um, I'm <laughs> and this is great when I loaded it up I was 69 percent through the campaign ha 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 69 but uh, uh i i ended up at 70 something anyway so i was reading a fact to see how much more i had to like not how much more i had to go because i could tell that by the percentage but what um how many chapters there were left and i uh i stumbled across like i was scrolling down scrolling down and i scrolled down past the uh the area that talked about the last part of the game uh and i and it caught my eye and basically, it's just wave after wave after wave of aliens. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not really looking forward to that at all. I don't know if I should keep playing this game. Um, but I'll see what happens when I finally get there. Like, if it, if it, if it ends up just being too much, I'm just going to turn it off and not play it anymore. Because that, ugh, I, I don't like that. I don't like that kind of like lazy level design. We're just gonna send a whole, a whole like, bunch are of you sh- stuck in? Like, do you know if you're like stuck in one location and they're all just like constantly flooding in, or what do you mean? Uh, I didn't read that much into it. I just saw like wave after wave, right? So, but I, I guess it's a little bit better if you're moving around. But then that just makes me think of the library in Halo. Okay, because I was gonna say like, which, as we all know, is uh, yeah. But, well, I was gonna say something in correlation to Halo Reach, but I don't know if it'd be spoilers. I uh, spoiler alert, Halo Reach. Yeah, if you cared about Halo Reach, you probably played it. I mean, I didn't play it, but I heard that the ending is kind of like, from what you're sa- saying, kind of sounds similar to that. Like, you know, you're, they're just wave after wave of Covenant is coming in. Like, but it, they, the way I've heard it described it actually sounds kind of cool because, like, it's basically, you know, it's the fall of Reach. So, like, you're not meant to beat it. Um, but it's like wave after wave comes in because it's like they're invading and it's this epic war and stuff. So, like, in that context, it sounds cool. So, you know, maybe it, it, they could have pulled it off coolly in that game too. I doubt it, but you never know. Well, I mean, I you know, and and being someone who really doesn't care about playing Halo, but I was interested in seeing because everyone was talking about the ending and like how oh my god, it was so hard hitting. And so I looked it up on I looked it up on YouTube just just cause. Um, and like I, I like the way that I thought that was a cool thing. Um, but the other the other part of that is that it's not like can. I'm trying to think. Can't you just not play it and then just die, and it goes and it starts going into that ending, the real uh, ending? Like I said, I I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even go so far as to look up video online, so I only like have heard what it's like. Um, but my point in the question was just to ask you, like, just because, like, you know, in in that ending, you can like in Halo's thing, you can actually like you can move around and and like there's like open space to like go and like you know attempt to fight these things if you want, like. As opposed to if the conduit is just like you trapped in a room and they just keep funneling in, right? I don't, I don't know. know why I... I asked that. I'm just trying to make conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to be social. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's so weird because like again, I I think I like having these types of games on the Wii. I like having the games that I like to play, obviously, because that's why I bought the system, because I thought I was going to get to play the games that I like to play. So, it's not it's it's not me sitting here going, oh, it, you know, they shouldn't have hardcore games on the Wii because it doesn't sell. But if they're going to put these games on the Wii, they have to treat them like they're normal games and not just be like, look at this awesome engine that we made. It looks good for a Wii game, uh, and it plays well too. Um, oh wait, level design? Uh, what we've got is good enough. Yeah, just throw it up there. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Um, and it's hard to say that because, like, I want to see these, more of these games. On, like, I liked, um, not Call of Duty 3. Sorry. Um, I liked Medal of Honor Heroes on Wii. I liked it a lot. Um, and I should probably go back and finish that game. Um, I like Mad World. You know, I, I, to me, these are games that do it right. Uh, but, but like for, for, I think for a high voltage, like this was kind of a crowning achievement for them because the graphics do look pretty good. Um, they, they, and they do a good job of being, of showing that like, hey, we is, you know, we may not have like HD graphics. It may not ever look like a 360, but it doesn't look like crap, you know, and it, the game doesn't look like crap. But again, uh, that's all it really is, is notable for. Um, you know, when, when you throw this like kindergarten grade level of level design, you know what? I went through this whole argument like last episode, and I was ranting about it. So I'll 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 save your ears. Uh, same opinion as last week. Go listen to last episode. It has not changed. All right, Don't... I'll go listen to last episode. <laughs> um, I do want to try the multiplayer out. Um, I think that um, if anything, is it wait? Is it random online multiplayer, or do you need friend codes to do that? I I don't know. That's that's one, part of why I want to try it out. Um, but. It's like the core action of the game feels good, and so it's kind of. I kind of feel like um, I would be sad. I just want to try to play some death. Like when you take it outside of the context of bad level design, it could probably be fun. Just running around shooting your friends. You know what I mean? Like it's a simple thing to do. And I'm not saying that it's worth fifty dollars to go out and buy the game just to like randomly shoot friends. When when you can have a better game like Medal of Honor Heroes Two that has multiplayer and a little bit better of a of an actual game or the upcoming GoldenEye, uh, which actually I am now interested in after seeing people play it, you know. But at the same time, I own the game already. I might as well, like, I don't know, like, have Al over and try to do a split screen. You know, I just want to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I played a little bit of last weekend when we didn't have a cast, uh, I whooped out the old J- G- Game Boy Advance Boy. Boy <laughs> again and started playing Drill Dozer. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, pretty much just standard action platforming with a drill, but you know the cart has that. Um, it's that vibrating cart. Ooh. Hey. Uh, so whenever you're drilling into a, a drilling, <laughs> whenever you're drilling into an object or a wall or whatever, like the game, the entire Game Boy Advance vibrates. Uh, it, it's a really fine vibration, so it's not like the thing is shaking and you can't play it. Um, but like. After I put the Game Boy Advance down, my hands had that, like, feeling of, like, I was holding something that was vibrating really fine for really long. Like, have you ever gone to, like, a Dave & Buster's or any any of those types of places that has, like, the fake electric chair? Yeah. Where you, you sit I in it and... You, yeah, you sit in it and you hold the poles, and it's yeah. there's no electricity, but it's just vibrating so hard, and, like, your hands, mm-hmm. like, feel kind of numbish afterwards. Oop! <laughs> Emails. 
that was my that was my email. Anytime yeah. you hear Assassin's Creed, anybody in the audience, that's my phone. Um, I- I'm gonna put it away. Just give me a second. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, I love that Dave or Dave and Buster's or whatever. I love that electric thing that they do. Uh, there's an announcement only one where it's like Uncle Fester's like uh like shock therapy thing. Or <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah. like. Uh, you take your hands off that thing after you're done, and it's that weird, like, buzzing sensation in your hands that you can't get rid of for, like, a couple of seconds. That's what it feels like playing Drill Dozer. So, it's kind of, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, oh my god, this is really annoying, but at the same time, it's like, oh my god, like, this feels really funky, and, like, kind of awesome. Um, But, yeah, no, I think it was one of the last games of the Game Boy Advance's life, uh, and it's a very good one at that. Um, Some of the boss, well, at least the boss design that I remember, uh, there's this one boss where you have to, um, you you basically have to drill, oh, let me discuss how the mechanic works first, I'm sorry, I'm I'm jumping ahead here, um, you shift gears while you're drilling to go, like, from, from a slow drill to a medium drill to, like, like a really high-powered drill, um, and that comes into play when you're, you know, defeating enemies. Some enemies are really tough, and you hit them with the drill. With uh, the actually, the funny thing is that L and R are your attack buttons because R drills one way, L drills another, and it doesn't look like there's a point to that in a 2D game. But they kind of design levels around it so that it actually serves a purpose. It's kind of cool. Um, but every time you press either the L or the R button, like it start off, it starts off in gear one, so it's drilling kind of slow. And then at a certain point, you don't do any more damage to that enemy, so you have to shift gear, so you have to press R again. Uh, then you have to shift gears a third time to get to the highest power of drill. That was terrible grammar. Um, so, so basically, you're, you're shifting gears up, and you have to time it right so that you don't. Otherwise, like you just stop drilling, um, and that comes into play sometimes when you're jumping across bottomless pits. Yes, this has old school bottomless pits. So, so pe- for people who don't like old school gameplay, they're not going to like this game. <laughs> but like when you're jumping across pits, sometimes the way to to propel yourself is there are blocks floating in the air, and you you jump into those blocks and you drill them. And the, the forward momentum that you gain by drilling these blocks propels you across the pits. Um, there, there comes a certain point in some levels where there are multiple blocks across a long, wide pit. So you have to drill for one block, one block. I almost said that. One block to another. Uh, and so you, you basically have to keep your drilling in the highest gear so that you have enough momentum to, to propel yourself from block to block to block. And if you mess up that timing and, and you miss the gear shift, your drill stops and you just drop into the pit. So, so there's a lot of technique there. Um, where the drilling left and drilling right comes into play is that sometimes there are these drill paths in each level where the only way that you can kind of advance through these, it's, it's kind of like burrowing underground, except they, they, they show it to you in the level. Um, red drill paths, you have to drill right in order to move forward. And blue drill, red versus blue, blue drill paths, you have to drill left in order to proceed um i guess i guess better terminology would be clockwise or counterclockwise uh, but you know for lack of better whatever it, it doesn't really matter because you have to see it to to kind of understand it um so they do these things where they, they'll they'll put like a red path and a blue path and a red path and a blue path and there will be like these monsters that are fo- that are chasing you so you you have to like think on your toes you have to be like all right i've got to drill left now i've got to drill right i've got to drill left i've got to drill right and at the same time you have to be drilling at the highest gear because you know these enemies are fast or they're going to catch so they're going to catch you if you don't drill at the highest gear so you're constantly shifting up all the way in one direction and then when you hit the blue path you 
switch directions and you have to shift up all the way up again. It, it, and the, none of this is going to make sense to anybody listening to this. So just go to YouTube and watch videos of Drill Dozer. It's a good game. It's fun. Should I do that right now? Um, you can if you so choose. I would hope you don't because then that'll make me feel alone and sad and neglected. Okay, I'll wait. Oh, thank you. And I'll forget. Um, I'll remind you. Don't worry. No, but it's it, yeah, it, it's it's well designed around that kind of level of technique. Is that like a GB only game, or did they port that to other stuff, or what is that? It's only Game Boy Advance. I imagine that there's no way to kind of really make it a DS game unless they attach some weird vibrating cart on top of the SD uh, on top of the the uh, the DS game card. Yeah. Especially since they got rid of the stupid freaking. Well, it's the port isn't stupid. The decision was stupid. Got rid of the port on the new DSs. You know you can't you can't yeah. play. So for which, the Rumble which, Pack, yeah, which which effectively renders the Rumble Pack for Metroid Prime Pinball like useless. Yeah, and I actually I actually really liked playing Metroid Prime Pinball with yeah, yeah that, that was a good pack game. in there. It was a good game, and the pack made it a lot more fun because it felt like a pinball table. I mean, it's, it doesn't affect the gameplay, but it's just more fun. Unfortunately, the one that hurt the worst was Guitar Hero, but. Yeah, and that that's a huge thing for all the kiddies who like Guitar Hero on their DS. For me, good riddance. You know, they could port that uh, game to, like, a phone, like iPhone or or even Android or something, because, like, you know, the phones have the vibration feature, and there are games that supposedly vibrate. I, like, I have games that have vibration option, but I never actually feel my phone vibrate. I don't know if it's because it's such a, like, if it's, like, a fine, very fine vibration. Wait, port- and, like, porting I- what? Drill Dozer? Or something yeah. like Drill Dozer, you mean? Oh, okay. Um... I mean, and I guess this discussion is going to come up once my nose just got stuffed there, so that's why I'm talking like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it could be a discussion once we start talking about the tweet. I should stop talking like that. That's terrible. Um, the tweet question. Um, but I would be loath to see a game like Drill Dozer be ported to a touchscreen phone. Like, I, I will not play that, even if it has vibration. Well, um, they could always do the on-screen controls. I, again, I, I'm so against that. But at the same time, like, the vibration, I think, is a bit, um, it's very powerful. So I guess if you either didn't mind recharging your phone a lot or, um, yeah, then, then that could work. But, like, it, like, the vibrations are powerful enough that I could imagine that after, like, a whole, a whole hour of playing that game, your phone's battery would be drained. Um, I think this is draining my GBA's battery at a decent clip as well. I haven't done any scientific tests, but, um, it se- after charging it fully, it seemed to go to red faster, much faster than I would expect. Which, uh, I, I should say, which than I would expect from a normal game that doesn't use vibration like that. But, yeah, it, do- it does take it, the vibration does take its toll on the GBA too, so. Um, uh, phone game, maybe. I mean, again, keep your phone plugged in, or something, or just play it in spurts, or turn down the vibration levels. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, do, do you still have a GBA lying around or anything that could play a GBA game? Nope. You should try to find one and play that game. Just as homage to the, the final good game of the GBA's life. Though so I think Super Robot Wars was a pretty good one, too. I, I don't fucking know. There's so many games that, like, I wanted to get for GBA that I just never got around to because there's so many games on that system. It's the same thing's happening with DS. Like, whereas with consoles, I'm just like, yep, take it or leave it. Yeah, um, at this point, I would only buy the only kind of GBA-enabled... Uh, product that i would buy would be the uh the micro if i could find one just for the novelty of it um but i wonder what playing drill dozer on the micro is like because that thing is so small 
And, and I wonder. I don't know because, if the, I wonder if the microwave even has vibration in it. Well, it's the it's the it's, oh, it's the, the cartridge. Car, right. Yeah, it's the cartridge that does it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, like I'm I'm playing it using my GBA SP, like the square one, the clamshell one, and that one's of that one's kind of like the right shape and size to play that game. And since the micro was so tiny, I'm wondering how, like, I should try that after the cast. And uh, I should do a Justin TV live documentary of that. Oh, no, you no have a micro? It. Yeah. Oh, um, look at uh, you. Yeah, Thanks look standard. at me. Yeah. Um, damn right, bitch. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I'm trying to think. Ooh, I've been, ooh, that was sexy. Uh, I, I also have been playing a lot of Plants vs. Zombies just to get my, uh, um, get it to the point where I was when I left it off. And that's because, I, I don't know, I can't remember if you were actually on that episode, but Steam erased all my save data. Aww. So while it kept my achievements, which is kind of cool, it erased my save data, so like everything was gone. Um, so I, I guess that served as motivation for me to play it again and get the new achievements that came with the Game of the Year edition, because otherwise I wouldn't be playing it again. Um, because my Steam profile says that I have 212 hours logged into Plants vs. Zombies, and it's way too much for a single game. Um, and I need to stop playing that. I, I got to the point where I went onto Giant Bomb and I started writing a guide on how much damage each plant does to each zombie. And I'm like, wait a second, why am I sitting? Like, I literally sat there yesterday, started up a level, and put a plant down, counted how many peas it took to, to take down a zombie, and then waited for a conehead zombie, counted how many peas it took to take that down, and then started the level over again, chose different plants, like the cabbage pulp. And, and tried to find out how many cabbages it takes to knock down a zombie. And then I put up a walnut, and I put, like, a, a spike rock um, on the ground, and I was like, how many stabs from a spike rock does it take to kill a zombie? And I did this for, like, the buckethead zombie. I did this for the uh, the conehead zombie. And, and after that, after I started typing it up, I'm like, I've been playing this game way too much. I mean, like, I think I have played it more than... Mm. No, I'm not going to go that far. I don't think I've played it more than Guitar Hero 2, which I also started picking up again and started playing it for no reason. I need to stop playing these games. Tell me to stop playing these games. Stop playing these games. Which ones? Whatever ones you're playing. No! Man. No, I don't want to. You did a te- you're did a. you a terrible sponsor. Or Amazon has the, the 20th anniversary Game Boy Micros in stock. What are the bucks. twenty? What do they look like? The twentieth? Uh, that that's a ten dollar discount off of what the original yeah. price was. What are the anniversary well, ones? And, look and like? the fact that the standard ones aren't in stock. So, right. um, the twentieth anniversary one is like the red uh, outlining oh. with like the gold plate and like the kind of like is it supposed to be like retro looking like any yeah, style? Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's a little weird. But yeah, uh, it's nice. And if I had ninety bucks, I'd probably buy it. But I don't. Oh. And while I was on Amazon, I saw that the uh, the Rock Band Pro Guitar Button one is coming out November sixteenth. Oh, November sixteenth, to guitar. Okay. Um, the last thing I've been playing is Twitter hashtag. <laughs> I've yeah. Been, like, oh my god, dude! <laughs> so many tweets. I stopped reading them. I was like, "Fuck this! I don't care anymore." They're all they're all basketball related. Why would you I care in the first th- place? Well, at first, I, I I understood what was going on. I was like, "This is kind of silly and funny," and I was like, "No, you're worse than Paul and Storm." <laughs> Then who? Oh, apparently you don't know who Paul and Storm are. Uh, no, they're like, uh, like a Jonathan Colton type of like musicians. Um, you know who Jonathan Colton is, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're like that style, like, uh, silly, you know, nerdy musician guys, and they do a lot of like hashtag games on Facebook, not Facebook, Twitter. Uh, never mind. Anyway, yeah, well, it was really, it was really to get like 
all my friends who follow basketball to like. Were there other people involved in this, or was it just you? Oh no, there are. This started a long time. So basically, the and I just bring this up because I think it's it's silly. Uh, the story goes: um, a basketball man, a sports a sports player, um, Kevin Garnett, who plays for your Boston Celtics. Um, he he. He's one of the league's worst trash talkers. Like he, he will mouth off about your mother, about everything. Like, like Michael Jordan was an asshole. He, he basically trash talk at you, and he insult you, and you know, whatever. But you know, someone like Kevin Garnett brings it to another level of like you know, just mouthing off when he's shooting a free throw. He's talking to nobody in particular, so that he doesn't get you know a penalty. But like he will mouth off really loudly about somebody's mother, and you know, he, he does all that. Shit. He just barks. Every they, they, that whole team just talks. And just trash talks endlessly. Um, and so they're playing against another team. Um, and he was guarding this one player who has um, an, an, an immune system disease. Um, I don't know if it's... An, it's it, it's something... I, I wish I knew what it was off the top of my head. But basically, he has no hair on his, uh, on his head, on his face, because of this disease. So he has no eyebrows. He's bald. Um, and so they were guarding each other. And, like, things were getting a little chippy, like a little physical... And eventually, Kevin Garnett, appar- allegedly, according to the other guy's Twitter, this is all linked back to Twitter. Uh, he goes, he goes, something. He says something like, "Like, get off me, you cancer patient," or something, something you cancer, which is a horrible thing to say, absolutely horrible thing to say. Um, at the same time, this year, the uh, the commissioner of the league instated very, very strict policies against like emotional outbursts or like arguing against a, a call that a referee makes, like. The instant that you turn around and you start complaining, that's a that's a technical foul, which is basically which awards the other team the ball and a, and a free shot. Um, and a lot of people, me included, are just like, this is way too stringent. Like they're they're being like the NFL. They're being like really, really like, oh, you're not allowed to do anything. Like this is an emotional sport. Guess what? Not anymore. Did you ever see Equilibrium? I don't think I did. Okay. Anybody who sees Equilibrium, think of this that in that way. You're not allowed to show emotion. I'm exaggerating, of course, but like it's really, really stupid and, and restrictive and annoying. Um, so that, coupled with kind of the outcry over Kevin Garnett's insult, combined, and this, I guess, I don't know who started the hashtag, but somebody said to himself, what if everything that Kevin Garnett said came out in a gentlemanly fashion, and that mutated into, what happens if every insult that he said came out in a Shakespearean fashion? So... Like all these, all these people started tweeting on this KG trash talk hashtag that that was like instead of saying like like I just dunked on your ass like you're pathetic um, like your mama this your mama that like oh I heard my teammate slept with your mother which was actually a rumor that that, that was out there like it was shit like like I say Sir LeBron doth thou mother fornicate with my team you know sh- stupid shit like that but it started exploding and i couldn't help but get caught up in the mix so for a good 6 hours of one day i just kept on tweeting to that hashtag over and over and over again i think that's more that's more than i've tweeted in my entire um my entire stay on twitter yeah is, like i said ridiculous <laughs> it was ridiculous but it's great because people are still doing it um and and there's plenty a lot of but there, you know there's some people who don't understand it so like they see the hashtag KG trash talk they don't get the meme and so they'll just be like your mom's a whore and everyone's like that's not what you're supposed to do with this hashtag um, and then like all of it like half of it is just retweets from existing you know hashtag jokes so that's why I was kind of like I gotta 
go in here and put some original ones in here and, and you know, whatever, and then they still retweet the same ones. So, anyway, that's... Here's the plot summary for Equilibrium. In a fascist future where all forms of feeling are illegal, a man in, in charge of enforcing future. the law rises to overthrow the system. And there might be the more words. The system. There might be more words. Well, I, I was reading... I actually um, like that movie a lot. Um, no, it sounds kind of interesting. It's not the best movie out there, but, like... It's a little cheesy, but uh, it's got some cool concepts to it, and you know Christian Bale is kind of a badass in it. So he's got a Christian um, Bale in Christ- it. So it's Angus McFadden bad. and Tay Diggs of all people. Ooh. Um, oh, you like him, don't you? Ooh. 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 Because his last name is Diggs, ah. and you like the you like the di- ah. ah. Let's go down the questions. We'll take a break. First. Speaking of Halloween, yeah, we didn't talk about Halloween. I got so trashed and puked all over somebody's lawn. <laughs> Are there pictures? Uh, yeah, they're probably there's. I mean, maybe not of the actual puke, but there's definitely a picture of me on Facebook, like doubled over. Oh, that's awesome! That is so um, awesome. My friend, you have Paul to link has me. A video of me blacked out on pavement. Um, you have to link me. I will not distribute it. I just want you to can see just it. Go on Facebook and look for videos or pictures of me. Okay. No, I'm just saying because like some people keep that shit private and they're like, I don't want to hear oh, it. I don't man. care. My life's an open book. Yeah, it is. It's an open leg. What? Okay, so tweeter questions. Uh, we have one from Edu. Says I wasn't done talking Ed- about Halloween, motherfucker. What'd you dress up as? I I don't. I didn't, and I don't. You didn't dress up? Nope. I went as Nathan Drake. If people want to see me as Nathan Drake, go to my Facebook, facebook.com slash Riven. It was see you as what? Nathan Drake. As what? Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Uh huh. Uh huh. As what? Nathan Drake. <laughs> Drake. You went to you went to Halloween as Nathan Drake. I did. Um, Drake. But yeah, you can go to Facebook and facebook.com/slash/riven. I think you have. I don't know if you have to be my friend to see my photo, my previous profile photos or not. I don't. I have it set so you shouldn't have to. But uh, you can be my friend anyway. Eo <laughs> fifty. Jump over that big ass Drake. <laughs> Drake. Okay, well, let's go on to this tweeter question now. Drake. Tweeter for Peter. Nathan Drake. New tweet question from Edu. What do you guys think about games that force control gimmicks on you, even if they have better alternatives? Drake. In other words, <laughs> Metro. <laughs> it's your fault. Um, and, and I wish Al were here for this because he's the one who played this game extensively. Yeah, in other I didn't words, play this, Met- so. Metroid Other M and how that game screams for classic controller support. Um,. Well, specifically about that game, and I'm going to play it at some point, I am kind of disappointed that they didn't just go, let's have an an option to play it with the nunchuck. Yeah, is, he, because, is his question, like, that they don't offer the alternative? Like, like well, the, if the Mario question, Kart didn't offer the option to use, like, the standard controller or something like that? I think uh, I, I think he's implying that they don't offer the alternative because he's saying if they force it on you, you know? So I'm okay. taking it to mean that they don't have the alternative. Because um, I can't Met- think of many games that I've played that don't offer alternatives, especially yeah. on the and, Wii. And, and that's why that's why Metroid um, is really a perfect example. Out. Yeah, because it's like you could you probably could have had the same gameplay with the Wiimote and Nunchuck, 
Um, but they don't offer that. And so you're sitting with the D-pad and it just kind of like is there. And then you have to do to do the thing where you point at the screen every so, so you often. You can and only then it, play Metroid Other M with just a Wiimote? That is what I've heard. That is what I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that and that's what scares me a little bit from it. And you know, Al Al says he doesn't have a problem with it. I think so. It's a little it, that's made me feel a little bit better about it. Um, but that's also kind of why I wish he were here to answer the question. So, like uh, Edu, specifically regarding Metroid Other M, we'll ask it again next week when Al's on. I hopefully, mean, I can answer um, the question in generality. But in I general, yeah, we'll hate it. To, yeah, in general, obviously it's stupid. Um, I think um, I think Metroid Prime Hunters on DS. I'm trying to remember whether or not it offers um, face button support. I can't remember because I actually never play it with the face buttons because I think that's just a stupid way to play a first-person shooter. But um, I remember that they offered it for the demo Metroid Prime Hunters when the DS first came out. Um, and, And the other way to play it with a stylus was to touch the screen where the enemies were. That's not how you play a first-person shooter. And if they had forced that on the game, that would have made me livid. Um, because the whole thing, you know, the, the whole thing, oh, you just touch where it is, and that's what we're trying to promote. And yeah, I, I, I highly dislike that. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I, I, Pete, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I can't think of any other games that do that because, like, like most most other most other games are on, on systems with traditional D-pads. Yeah, and then there's, like, like I said, like, if it was a question of not being, if it was just, like, when they try to like default to a gimmicky option, like I said, like with Mario Kart, like right, you know, they they included the wheel, and you know, they wanted to, you to use this. Uh, I mean, the wheel is obviously a gimmick because it's something; it's just a shell that the controller goes into. Right. So, like something like that, it's like it's really stupid. And I mean, yeah, maybe it's fun for kids or something, but you know, if you want to play the game in any kind of competitive way, then you're going to go to the better oh. control system. Oh, but. I, I, I thought of one small example, and that is uh, Twilight Princess. Um, the, the, I guess ha- the, the having to slash instead of pushing a yeah, button to swing the sword. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the greatness of that game aside, because, you know, really, I, I think that game is fantastic. Aside from that, though, it would have been nice to offer a classic controller option. For I those who want to... Want- I didn't even care about a classic controller option. I just wanted to be able to push a button to swing my sword. That's all I wanted from that game. Right. I, I, they should have at least included that option. Now, take it from someone who was completely skeptical about it and, and who still wants to play the GameCube version. So I, I own the GameCube version. I just have to find time to play it. You know, That's a good point. To, to press version, you would just hit a button. Right. Um, and, and, you know, that's why I own that copy because I wanted to. Well, first, I pre-ordered it a long time ago. A long time ago. A while, a while back, before I was even sure that I was going to get it on Wii. So, but <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me. But you know, that's why I still have the copy of the game because I want to use a button to to play the game because that's how I like to play my Zelda games. However, however, there is a lot of satisfaction that comes out of swinging the Wiimote to play Twilight Princess on Wii. Like from from a precision standpoint, from a like like would I rather use analog an analog stick or a mouse? analog stick or mouse or a Wiimote, whatever. Like, from, from a precision standpoint, from a functionality standpoint, there is nothing at all wrong with the swinging of the Wiimote. And that was something that I was very afraid of, that it would just be, like, stupid and, and imprecise. But no, it works really well. It works just fine. It's just my own personal preference of liking to press buttons like you that I, I still want to replay it again. Again, so the, for the point of the question, though, I don't like the fact that they forced that on you. 
I mean, I guess they're maybe like, and here's a big joke about the Wii Remote. There are not enough buttons to do everything you want to do, so you have to make it waggle, you know? I, which, again, is why they probably should have offered classic controller support. Because if there are not enough buttons to play Zelda on the Wiimote, uh, to, to, to map your slash to a button and if everything else worked fine, you should have included classic controller support. Would that affect my opinion of the game? No. Would that affect a review of the game? No, and it shouldn't, because it works just fine. But it's just annoying that, you know, like Edu was saying, they're forcing this thing on you when there is clearly another way to do it. And I think that's just, on some developers, that's laziness. On other developers, that's pushing an agenda. And I really don't like either of those because, like, I know that they want it to be like, oh, this is the way that we're going, that you should be playing games in the future. No, it's not. It's one of many ways, you know. And that's exactly why um, this feeds into the next question, which we're not going to ask yet because I want to hear your final thoughts on this. Uh, but that's why I, you know, I, I am having a very hard time accepting that Connect exists in its current state. It is why I will not buy Connect in its current state. Because they are forcing a way of gameplay on you um, that doesn't fly with me for the broad spectrum of games. You know, I'll get into that later. But to finish out Edgy's question, any any final thoughts on Jerry Springer? Mm, not really. Options Jerry, are good. Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... There should always be options for controls. Yes, I totally bang, agree. Bang, bang, bang. Which, which leads, which is actually a perfect segue into the next question. Wait, wait, what was that? What do was it what? again. Do it again. Do it bang, again. bang, bang. Do it again. Oh, oh god. Nathan Drake packing heat, son. <laughs> Drake, Drake, best I ever had. Okay. <laughs> but the next question is from Benley. Says, do you see the iPhone? And and this is a perfect question for you. Uh, it's a two-parter, actually, uh, and I think it probably the re- the reason why he lumped it this way is because it all centers around the control. Um, do you see the iPhone as a decent gaming platform? And what game would make you go out and buy Connect? Let's start off with the first question first. Uh, I think people know your answer, but they should hear it clearly described because it is a is it is it a fas- it is a fascinating answer from the Pete species. Okay. Um. Yeah. Totally a gaming platform. Okay. I- I game more on my iPhone now than I do anything else. Um, and aside from a lot of games just being half-assed, like half-assed development things, like like I don't know, like like people don't don't a lot of developers on the iPhone platform don't put in the effort to make a good game because they feel you know I can just make a shit game and charge ninety nine cents for it, and you know if you know. 100,000 people, whatever, get suckered into buying it, then I made out very well. Um, but, you know, the ones that do put in a lot of effort or uh, the big deve- big name developers like EA who bring some really great uh, ports or just, like, uh, new IP or whatever to the iPhone, like, they brought Mirror's Edge to the iPhone and made an awesome fucking iPhone-specific game for it. Um, and... You know, then there's like other things like the the ports of the Monkey Island games. Uh, I mean, the full you know the full games with the voice acting. Although I don't know if the second one has it or not. I know or no, the second one does have the voice acting. I just don't know if it has a classic mode. Uh, but the first you know Monkey Island they ported over with the the classic and the updated graphics and the voice acting and stuff. Um, and the same experience you can get on the 360 or a PC. Uh, I mean, they're like I I'm playing this tower defense game like obsessively for weeks now and 
it's so simple on the iPhone. Just, you know, just tap where I want to put a tower and, you know, like tap on the towers. Like, I don't know, like it's super intuitive for certain games like that. Um, you know, Plants vs. Zombies, a good example, you know, like while I loved it on the PC, I absolutely love it. PC, you know, I'm, I'm PC or die for me. But uh, on the iPhone, a little, little bit better control-wise, just being able to tap, I want to plant there. Okay, yes, yeah, the plant I want there, whatever. Um, like, it, it is a ideal platform for certain game mechanics. Other ones, not so much. Like, when they have to put on-screen controls, like, okay, RPGs, I, I got, you know, uh, we talked about how I got Fantasy Star 2, which I haven't played, but I also got Shining Force, an old Sega RPG, and it uses on-screen controls, and, like, it's very easy to either make them too sensitive or not sensitive enough. Uh, so, for example, with Shining Force, they're a little, I feel they're a little too sensitive. I'm always, like, like walking further than I mean to, or, you know, like, in a menu, like, just overshooting my option or something like that. Uh, and just little little things like that can start to irk you, especially if it's going to be a long-ass RPG. Right. Um, I uh, downloaded this thing called the Capcom Arcade Cabinet or something like that, where it lets you play, um, what does it let you play? Uh, Street Fighter, uh, 1942, Street Fighter 2, 1942, Commando, and Ghosts and Goblins, or... Ghouls and Ghosts or something. Uh, it has these four arcade games, you know, like, and you can play. The way this works is a microtransaction thing. Like, you can play three games per day for free, but if you want to play more, you can either buy virtual tokens or I think you can just outright pay for to like own the arcade cabinet. But you know, I jumped in it and I tried Street Fighter Two, and it has on-screen controls, and they're horrible. I couldn't fucking pull off a like a Hadouken to save my life. Um, and from what I hear, Street Fighter 4 has better controls. Like, this one had you very limited to where the on-screen virtual joystick was as well as the buttons. Whereas I hear Street Fighter 4 for the iPhone lets you kind of just do the move anywhere on the screen. And it just, you know, it senses where your finger starts and where it ends and it knows what you wanted to do. Um, that sounds so dirty. Yeah. A game like Pac-Man. Uh, oh! Pac-Man Championship Edition. Like... I love the game, and it looks gorgeous on the iPhone. I love playing it. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I pref- – even though I love it on the Xbox, I like the portability of having it on my iPhone. Uh, but the controls are worse because they – you know, you can use swipe commands, but a game that requires very precision, like very finite precision of like where you want to take a turn. And Pac-Man goes pretty fast, so it's very easy to overshoot turns in the maze and you know run into a ghost, especially when they're like surrounding you and you need to make that one corner that's going to save your life. Um so it has its shortcomings, but so do other systems, you know, and I think it's at least comparable to uh, and should be taken as serious as like a DS or a PSP. Like I said, I've been doing more gaming on my iPhone since I've gotten it than I have on my consoles or PC. So I don't know. Maybe it's a fact that I'm, you know, an old man and only have time for shorter games and like like the portability of it although even though portability you know i'm sitting at home like at night i'm laying in bed playing on my iphone as opposed to like playing something on my pc um so i don't know i love it i i I will say and i'm not gonna i'm not trying to devalue your opinion here at all but remember you don't you no longer own a ds or psp correct right correct if i did though i have no doubts in my mind that i'd be playing my iPhone over my DS. That, that that that's a fair thing to say, but I, I think that does bear mentioning that you don't have the other option. 
True. I mean, so. I will be getting a 3DS at some point when it comes out. So, you know, that'll be yeah. a good test. But, like, again, 3DS, like, that'll be something, like, I'll feel like it'll fall into the realm of consoles of, like, okay, I'm planning on playing this right now. Like, the iPhone, like, I don't plan on playing games. I'm just like, fuck it, pull out my iPhone, play a game. Like, the other stuff, it's like I got to actually, like, you know, plan to sit down and play the game. Is it because of the nature of the game? Or is it because you don't like switching out cartridges or whatnot? It's it's a little bit of nature of the game, you know. Like iPhone has a lot of quick gaming stuff, um, but it's also just the like the yeah, like the the I guess maybe you know, like you said, not switching out cartridges, but like kind of like the ease of use. Like my iPhone is always right near me, right within reach, right in my pocket. Like I pull it out, and in two seconds, I'm playing something. That also sounds dirty. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, like, and and this is a minor point, but there is because it's a minor point because it's not well supported. But there is the DSi store. I mean, true. Like, I I have my DS. Like I have my D. Uh, you're right. I don't have my phone on me all the time. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't have my DSi on me all the time like I do my phone. But when I'm in the mood to play a game, I will consciously have that with me because I would rather like I, I have all the stuff in in the memory in the in the SD card, not the SD card. Sorry, in in the system memory. So I can just just like an iPhone, I can pull it out. Dude, I could pull it out um, and start playing something. Oh, but. That, that that's that's not a that's not a good point to make. I'm just making note of that. But like, sh- surely the iPhone, I think, from f- just because of the nature of the device, seen uh, of of it from a functionality standpoint, of it's going to be on me all the time because I need it for communication, blah, blah blah blah, all that stuff. It's so readily available, and on that point, I totally think that it's 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 certainly um, a viable platform for things in general, including gaming. However. Like, I am of the staunch opinion that if you don't have a good option for, like, regular controls, like a D-pad, you are not a decent gaming platform, and I stand by that. Like, they were saying that, who is it? Was it Miyamoto, or was it someone else? I think one person was saying to the other, like, it came out that the DS was almost going to be a buttonless device. And if Nintendo had put out a buttonless device, I would have been like, I don't want this. I do not want this. Like you said, options... Control options are good, and frankly, um, and this is not—I'm not talking just about the iPhone. I'm talking about mobile devices in general that only do touchscreen gaming. I like it. It by nature doesn't have the option to play the traditional games that I like to play because these casual games are simply not enough for me. It doesn't have the options to play what I want to play in the way that I should be able to play it. I'm not going to play a traditional game with a touchscreen control. It, like you said, it doesn't work. And if I can't get that to work, then I can't call you a decent gaming platform. Um, I think it's decent for certain things only. It is 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 it it is a good casual gaming platform. It is a good, um, and I mean it's kind of ridiculous. How specific do we have to get here? It is a good RPG platform for things that require only touchscreen menus. You know, that, that's, that's ridiculous. I, and I'm not going to sit there and champion a platform like Steve Jobs is trying to do. And I, I pull out his name because, simply because he's the one who's like, oh, it's a gaming platform. Yeah, it's blah, 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 blah. Which, which to me, he's speaking not only for iPhone, but for touchscreen gaming in general. I'm not going to cha- I'm not going to follow that. I'm not going to support that. Um, I, I think it's kind of ludicrous that, um, that it's being touted as such a gaming platform when really, you don't have the options to do what you're supposed to be able to do for all the other genres. It's like, um, like it's getting down to that point with the Wii where it's like, if someone were to ask me, is Wii a decent gaming platform? If shit like no more heroes didn't exist, if mad world didn't exist, if all that other stuff didn't exist because nobody was putting out those games. then I'd be like, you know what? No, it's not. It's a good family friendly platform. And it's got all the control options there. 
but it doesn't have the games that it doesn't have a wide breadth of game that you want. So no, it's not the Wii is not a good gaming platform. I'm not saying uh, for anyone who fast forward for some reason and jumped into the middle of me saying that I'm not saying the Wii is not a good gaming platform. I'm just saying that if the library weren't fleshed out in such a way that gives me the games that I want, because like otherwise, like all that mini game shit, all that family carnival game bullshit, like like exercise stuff, which admittedly is good, but they're not games. I'm sorry. I don't want those. And therefore, if I'm going to be asked if that's a gaming platform and they didn't have the other options, it's not. Um, but thankfully it does. Um, like if the DS again came out without those buttons and all it was was like cooking mom, cooking marmar and, um, like it, what are those games that, that they specifically target to girls? Like imagine. Oh yeah. Something or like my, there's some really, really sexist, not sexist, but just kind of like, like, oh, it's a game for girls, therefore you should dress up like a nurse and pretend you're a nurse. And I found that a little bit insulting for women, but that's just me. You know, like, if it's if that's all the DS games were and stuff like that, and, and the hardest core game that you ever got was something like Yoshi's Touch and Go, which I really enjoyed, but that's not, like, that's not enough for me, then I would be like, DS is a shit gaming platform. No, it's not. So, I mean, I guess taking all those things together, no. If, and I know this sounds a little bit retarded, oop, R word, it, I know it sounds really stupid, but if they had a viable way to plug in a controller, and currently they don't, which is why they're not doing it, and which is why whenever they've announced it, it looks stupid. But if in some kind of weird future, like some space world technology way to actually have like a D-pad and at least two buttons so that you could play games like Xenonia properly, great. I think that that's, that would be awesome. And, and, I know Pete's probably thinking, but you're going to now say that the Droid has a keyboard and that's a good gaming platform. Actually, no, because the Droid keyboard is not sufficient for... Actually, know, that's for... what I was thinking as well. What I was thinking was that I think uh, if you jailbreak an iPhone with the Bluetooth support, you could actually, uh-huh. you know, hook up a controller Bluetooth-wise <laughs> to but see, the then, then that's iPhone. Like, yeah, then I know it's you... getting convoluted and, like, not only convoluted, the but... purpose of the system. Yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to put the thing in your... Put the thing in your lap. Are you going to put the thing in your lap while you play with it? You know what I'm saying? What is they're if- doing now, which I mean, it's not completely the best solution, but I've heard of it working really well, is that uh, it's a really expensive thing. But like people who have iPads, um, you know, the iPad is meant to be in a lap or something like that. Uh, some games are allowing you to use your iPhone as the controller. So it's but- still on screen controls, but it's not like. As bad as you know, having your fingers blocking the picture, or yeah, you know. yeah, that's the worst part of it, I'd say. But like, I, you know, actually, no, I won't say that. Uh, uh, let me let me change what I'm about to say. That is not the worst part of it. The worst part of it is the controls themselves. Like uh, that that like uh, that sounds like a viable option, but then it's like I, I uh, buttons are buttons for a reason. They're tactile for a reason. Yeah, it's, it, I it goes. Agree. It goes past. Yeah, it goes. It's past the reason like, why I like the the Guitar Hero controller over, say, the Rock Band controller because it's got buttons that feel like buttons, and I know where my hand is, as opposed to like the you know the original Rock Band controller, which was all flush, uh, like you know, all flush, uh, flush, yeah. flush with each other, so it was really hard to tell where my hands were. I didn't really get the tactile feedback of right. knowing where my hand placement was. So yeah, I, I know what you mean. If if they designed, um. If they designed a landscape controller, and I'm, I'm sure that Apple could do this because they know how to design shit, that 
kind of like did you I, I remember uh, a couple of podcasts ago well many podcasts ago they came out with like th- they were starting to advertise or plan like a game controller for the iPhone that was like a dual shock that like that like the left and right sides of a dual shock that plugged into the iPhone that looked really really stupid and unwieldy I don't even remember this well anyway it looked really clumsy but if Apple could design something that the iPhone just kind of slides into and all it does is take is is continue the same shape of the iPhone but just elongated a little bit on the bottom so it's a little bit fatter and it has a, it has a, a, a d-pad or something and two buttons and it could look elegant because you know apple knows how to design that shit it, it would look elegant and it would look simple it would plug right in and it wouldn't look unwieldy like that stupid dualshock thing great but they haven't done that once they do that then i'll start looking at that as a gaming platform once the android phones find a way to do that then i'll start being like you know what i don't need to carry around my ds with me but then again it also comes down to the library is it going to have the games that I want to play? That's the other question. Angry Birds is fine. It's a little bit of fun. I, I enjoy it. Kudos on them. They made a good game. Uh, Fruit Ninja's all right. It's Again, it's a fun, fun little game. But half the, I, I got to tell you, half the time when I'm playing these games, like about 15 minutes into them, like if I'm on a subway ride and like I'm playing them, like 15 minutes in, I'm like, I'm really just playing this because I have nothing else to play. I am no longer enjoying myself playing this game. I might as well just turn it off and read from my Kindle app, which I end up doing. You know, if I had my DS with me, I'd be playing the entire ride. And that's, you know, to me is, combined with everything else, I can't, like, in my in my mind, I can't call it a decent gaming platform. You know, even though that there is merit there, and I totally understand why other people see it as a decent gaming platform. Like, for me, it just, it doesn't cut it. Um, But I think... Because, I, mean, I, the, I was going to say that there's definitely been, like, I think that's the difference is that, like, I've found games that, like, definitely appeal to me, and keep me hooked for long periods of time i mean but i think i think the other thing is that, that you and i are talking about two different things when it comes to how we're assessing this i think you're assessing it and neither neither method is wrong i just want to clarify for listeners out there is that we are looking at it two different ways i think you're you're saying from a standpoint of how much time and enjoyment do i get out of a device other things don't matter and what i'm saying is by definition does this device meet the criteria of what i consider it nothing else matters. You know what I mean? So you're looking at it from an experience standpoint. I'm looking at it from a functionality standpoint. Yeah. Um, so there are two very different things. So in, in, you know, in light of that, I think that, you know, if we, if we take a step back, it, both answers kind of apply. Like I could sit here and rant and rave about it, not having the options, but at, but at the end take of the two day, steps forward, at the end I of the day, two steps back, we I'm come just like a cat. Opposites attract. And you know, <laughs> What? I'm singing Opposites of Track. What the hell are you saying? Because I'm just like a cat. Did you ever see the Family Guy spoof on Opposites of Track? No. They they put Peter Griffin into the into Paul Abdul's music video, and he was dressed like a cat. And oh, so, dude. So all the lyrics were the same, except for that last part of the chorus. And instead of saying uh, instead of saying Opposites of Track, he says, I'm just like a cat. Oh. Because um, he's dressed like a cat. Pretty but, ridiculous. I'm going to go see if I can ridiculous. find that on YouTube. It is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I think... I think both answers are correct because, like, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was saying that I can sit here and rant and rave before you started singing Paula. Yeah, I can sit here and rant and rave, but, you know, if someone else is enjoying themselves with the device, if they're enjoying themselves, like, and they're playing games, then how can I say that it's not a gaming platform? Like, it has games. They're enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, there are your two answers, Ben. I, I don't know if that answers your question. If you wanted a, a, a definitive yes or no, sorry. <laughs> Um, but the second question, which, you know, also... The definitive goes, answer is, maybe, your mileage may vary. 
The second question is, what game would make you go out and buy Connect? Is there anything that would make you go out and buy it? Um, 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 I don't know. I was a little interested in uh, what's it, Dance Central? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but knowing how much, like, okay, it's Connect. Connect hardware is now what's the. De- 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 what is stopping me from being interested or possibly buying connect knowing that you need what is it like six or seven feet of room or something like that um yeah and the fact that like you know when it can only support two people which isn't a big deal because i mean usually it's only me and at most me and des playing but um you know if i wanted to have more people and then like it's the hard the reason that it can't support more than two people is the hardware is is it is the hardware itself it can only it can only articulate x amount of points of body or whatever and when you introduce more people it has to split those points between those people so no so, dong so no dong identification yes so <laughs> like it's all hardware limitations and the fact that you need family dog now I'm not even typing stuff right into YouTube. <laughs> 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 um so yeah it's just family talk it's that kind of stuff that has like made me no longer interested uh well aside, let, let's say aside game... from that aside from the whole spatial problem that's the thing i don't know if there's a game that would i i'm trying to think of a game type that would make me be like oh that sounds so awesome i totally want to do that with connect i don't know um i don't yeah, know yeah, the the, the so, uh, family double dare if they made that and <laughs> You could slide across your floor and get <laughs> goop in your face. <laughs> goop in your face. What? Wow. Oh, wait. I didn't hear that. Say Mark that again. Summers. What in your what? Mark Summers. Mark Summers goop in your face? Ugh, Mark, Mark Summers. Summers. You got Drake. slide. Drake. Drake. Mark Drake Summers. Mark Drake Summers. Double dare. Double dare. Sorry. Um... I actually was watching Dance Central, and like I, it made me want to try it even more. And even that stupid ass looking uh, Japanese version, Dance Masters, like on the harder difficulty levels, it actually starts looking a little bit like Elite Beat Agents, which is kind of cool. Um, but other than that, that's not enough to make me buy the system. Uh, like you, I don't see anything else that interests me. I do not want to sit there and bend my knees and snowboard, not snowboard, in, but in a snowboarding position to play Sonic Freeriders crap. Uh, like it's it's kind of like taking Tony Hawk's downhill jam for the Wii and taking it to the next level of stupidity. That game in and of itself already looked kind of dumb, and now you're talking about no, you take the controller out your hand, you're really snowboarding, and oops, it doesn't seem to work. Oops, I went too far. Oops, it it it, it does not look fun at all. Um, it's why I don't have a Wii balance board. I don't want to do all that shit. Like I like playing games with a controller in my hand. <laughs> of some sort. Um, that I, I think that's why I'm more, much more interested in Move because it it. Let's put it this way. I mean, I'm I, and I'm not gonna pretend that you can stick it. And this is gonna sound perverse, not on purpose. That you could stick glowing balls on other parts of your body and mimic the Connect experience with Move, but you can still approximate certain things like movement because that that ball on top of the dildo thing. Uh, of move, um, the wand or whatever, like it, it detects 3D space, 
And at the very least, you can, if you have two controllers, for example, one of the games that looks really cool is, uh, is, um, Q Entertainment's game for, for Connect. I forgot what that's called, but it's like basically the res. Oh, oh, thing. Um, Child of Eden? Yes. That looks awesome. But I say to myself, that why, game, yes. Why couldn't I just do the same thing with, with move controller. controllers? Yeah. Or with move, yeah. I mean, you could, even yeah. a controller, you could still yeah. kind of do the same thing, but yeah. I mean, and the reason I say that is because I'm looking at like the movement looks, the movement of the Connect stuff looks like from a technological standpoint, awesome. It looks pretty cool, but it still doesn't look as precise as it could be. You know what I mean? It's still like I'm watching them do this stuff, and it it doesn't. I don't know. They're, they're, and maybe it's just me watching it through a video feed because uh, I was watching a lot of live coverage of of Connect. But it doesn't look like it, you know, it, it responds to you in the right way. Like, I, I see them choosing things from the menu screen, like their hands moving. Did you watch any of any of the live coverage of, on any website or, or even even Giant Bomb? No, actually, I haven't. So it's a it's a really good kind of it gives you a really good feel of what Kinect can do and what it can't do. Like I saw like, you, you know, you choose things from the menu by moving your hand and an on screen pointer follows your hand, just kind of like you're using a Wii remote. But it looks so like. Like laggy and clumsy and and whatever, whereas like the the Wii remote and and also like the things I've seen from Move look so snappy, re- responsive, precise, smooth. And when I don't have that, I don't want to play a game like that. And I'm worried that something like laggy like that will affect Child of Eden, which brings me back to why couldn't I do this with two Move controllers? You can do the whole push to shoot, the whole like all those like grand hand movements that look really awesome, and have them be even more precise. You know, and I guess for some people who don't want to hold something, great. I was gonna sound wrong, but I want to hold something. Bleh. Um, but if I were to get a Connect, it would be for something like Dance Central. Um, I was watching footage of Connectimals. Was it Connectimals or was it Connect Adventures? I can't remember. Ryan Davis was throwing imaginary rocks into like at, at, at like pillars or something, and I was like, I don't want that. Um, it's kind of like they didn't put up like archived footage of their stream they they? Uh, they did they split it up into separate quick looks which i think is a good thing because then you can just pick and choose what you want to watch so I if you go to some of that if you go to the quick looks tab on the giant bomb video page there's a whole shitload of connect stuff and it's very it's very useful because you know they use that green screen and they show you what you're doing and then they show the movement on the screen so it, it again it's a very good primer of what can it do what can't it do um and it can't it, it what what it can't do is too much for me to you know want it um, How was it at like? Because uh, I guess with Connectimals, it uses it like the voice recognition thing, like you know, y- saying, <laughs> "Wow, okay." So uh, I didn't watch that much of the Connectimals part, but what oh. I did, what I did hear a lot of uh, when when booting up games. Oh, Assassin's Creed! I got an email. Um, <laughs> what I did hear was a lot of Xbox, e- Xbox, <clears throat> Xbox, play mm. disc, play disc, Xbox, play. Fuck you. Awesome. Play disc. You know what I was, you know what I was thinking. Like, Gersman actually did that. He was like, play disc, play disc. P- fuck you. Play disc, play <laughs> disc. And then it played. And it's just like, really? I don't know. I, 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 but uh, thank God, I think obviously you have the option to take it. Like he, he said, he was like, play disc. There's nothing wrong with buttons. There's nothing wrong with buttons. He said that. So I'm hoping that he said that to indicate that like I'd rather be using my controller and not saying that, wow, I can't believe that this doesn't support controllers. I'm hoping that that it's just one of the many options that you can use for the interface. But when you have trouble loading a game, <laughs> come on. You know, that that's that's too much. 
What were you going to yeah, say? I'm sorry. I was going to say because if the voice recognition was at the at the level that they tried to portray it back when the Milo demo, you know, way back when, uh-huh. um, like I could be interested in a game like I don't know, uh, like a Mass Effect or something, you know, where like the dialogue instead of having a dialogue option, you actually are speaking to characters and you know playing an adventure style game like that where you're actually like talking to characters npcs in the world and if the voice recognition was smart enough to be able to interpret what you're saying and give a appropriate npc response type of thing like that could interest me but obviously it sounds like the voice recognition is nowhere near that so right you, you actually skittles skittles stop that actually what i it's it's awesome though because Ryan named his his tiger modok <laughs> Designed only for killing, but <laughs> what would actually make me go out and buy a Connect is if they, you know, if they got a game that, like, like you were saying, but also used the controller, and that's a very difficult proposition because now you're saying I have to build this game, uh, this controller-based game for Connect, and you have to have both things. But if they were able to pull it off, like I play the game with my controller, it's an RPG. I play it with a controller, but like to do certain things or to like to wave at someone, I, I I can wave. I'm still holding my controller, but I take my right hand and I wave to someone to bring him over to my, you know, to my side or whatever. That oh, is if that... NPCs could recognize your facial expression, yeah, so like that is interesting to me. In. That is very interesting to me. That if they if they make a game that incorporates both of that stuff, I think that would be awesome. Then I would go. But so far, I've seen nothing that that indicates to me that they're going to do that. You know, like yeah. if, if Fable Four took that Milo stuff, like you said. That you're talking about just now. Took that Milo stuff. I play Fable Four with and let you fart at the villagers. (laughs) (laughs) But you you know what I mean, right? It it, it incorporates everything, but allows the traditional method of control. Right. Allows you to play the game that uh, the games that you want to play. I should say that I want to play. But adds that support. It's like it's like right. That's what sounds ideal to me is just having the additional like a few added extras through Connect. Exactly, and that's why when they announced the nunchuck, like during the reveal, like when I saw the thing by itself, I was like, I I, I can't remember if, if I've ever told you this, but I was watching Nintendo unveil the Devolution before we knew what it looked like, and you know the the Wiimote comes out of the molding and it's like it's this, and I said almost out loud, and I couldn't say it that loud because I was at work, but I had to see this, and I was like, what the fuck is that shit? And I was like, I don't want that. And then and then Iwata was like. It was like, oh, we have a nunchuck that you... And I was like, thank God. Because now now I can play games like with the waggle and everything, but I still have an analog controller with buttons on it. You know, that's that appeased me. That's why that's why I bought into the Wii uh, uh, finally. I was like, okay, I can still play normal games. You know? So if they do that with Kinect, great. Awesome. I'm on board. Until they do that, DNW. But at the same time, there, there comes the problem of now after that whole kind of, you know, theory... Now comes the whole problem of okay. Now, do I actually have the space for it? You know, do you have the space for it? You said you don't. I don't want to. No, I definitely. I do not have the space to use a connect. So until we move, I'm not getting a connect. Oh, zing! Until we move, that's product placement for move. (laughs) (laughs) I I I can't get a move either because I don't have PS3 anymore. But yeah. Drake. 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 Hey yo yo Pete Drake. I actually have to leave soon, but. Do you want to really, really quickly talk about your topic, Drake? Yeah, I only got 25 minutes left on my recording, so we got to do this quickly anyway. All right. So this has nothing to do with video gaming, but it's important for people who write and stuff. 
um, especially who people who write articles that they put out <laughs> onto the internet. Such as video um, game news and yeah. reviews and so, previews. This is an this is an article about uh, this magazine or something called Cook's Source, which, as far as I've gathered, uh, prints up. It's a print magazine, and they put like things like recipes and whatnot in it. So this article is do- dated November fourth, and I think as of now there may have been an update to this, but I'm just reading what we got here, so we can kind of comment on what the initial problem was. So I'm just gonna read the article. Uh, just because it'll make it easier than trying to paraphrase it. Um, I don't know who can, wrote can, this article. Can we, can we get a dramatic reading? Uh, maybe. Okay, so Renee Lynch wrote this article because I want to give credit where credit is due. Word. Unlike this person that I'm about to talk about. Okay, so it says, uh, can every recipe or story you publish on the internet be reprinted without your permission? Cook Source Magazine in Western New England has sparked the ire of a million bloggers with an email purportedly sent by managing editor, editor Judith Griggs claiming that everything on the internet is in the public domain and therefore is not copyright protected. Translation, the the magazine believes it can copy and paste anything it finds there, your recipes, Los Angeles Times recipes, into the pages of its own magazine, and you can't do anything about it. A phone call and email to Cook Source were not immediately returned, so for right now, we just have this retelling of the story. Okay, this will be really quick. So, food blogger Monica Goado, sorry if I mispronounced your name, but you're not listening, Found out that Cook's source published a piece that she wrote about apple pie, but did not get her her permission to do so. Goado contacted the publication, half expecting it to be some kind of unfortunate mix-up, and asked for a nominal sum of money as compensation. That's when Griggs, or someone using her email address, responded, blasting Goado for even raising the issue. Uh, This is in quotes. Honestly, Monica, the web is considered public domain, and you should be happy we didn't just lift your whole article and put someone else's name on it. Uh, End quote. It gets worse. The email continues that not only did Gowado not get be would not oh, sorry. The email continues that not only would Gowado not be getting paid, but that Gowado should have paid her for the editing work she had to put into the piece. If this all turns out as it appears, remember we're still waiting to hear the uh, to hear from Cook Source. Then Griggs really picked the wrong person to mess with. Blah blah. And, and okay, then it just talks about how like people went and blasted this uh, the Facebook page for this magazine and things like that. Um, Cause uh yeah you can't do shit like this on the internet and not get caught for it, uh yeah so basically this magazine just took someone else's work and said it's on the internet we can do what the fuck we want with it. How does that make you feel, Austin? You know what that reminds me of? Um, there was, <clears throat> I think when Luke Smith was still writing for One Up, there was this whole kind of uh, brouhaha um over IGN sourcing something to its. I should say, I'm sorry, IGN not sourcing something. And Luke Smith posted this whole news article about should game journalists or should whatever, like, take responsibility for whatever. And it was like, it was, to me, it seemed to me to be a, a very thinly veiled shot at IGN because he was, he, he showed about how he broke a story or something and IGN reprinted the story and didn't source him. And so he he basically responded with an article saying, "Here's what happened." You know, from a from an an objective. I'm using air quotes from an objective perspective of like, here's what happened. I posted the article. IGN did this, um, and like here here are the timestamps or the date or whatever. And it basically showed that IGN took that article, rewrote the news, didn't source you know one up. And so when he he said he sent an email to Pear Schneider, he was like, "Dude, wh- what's up? Like, how come it?" You know, how come you didn't source me? And they're like, oh, it is, you know, it is IGN kind of uh, policy not to, you know, 
not to give our competitors an advantage or something something like that. Basically saying like we're not sourcing you because we're against you. We're 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 you know, we're playing this journalism game against you and so we can't help you. It would be it would not be competitive. So we're not you know what I mean? Basically basically saying like like we we are going to take stories as we see fit, you know, and we're not going to link to our competitors who you are. You are a competitor. Therefore, you're not going to get credit. You know what I mean? So it it reminds me a lot of that. Um, except if something is news and is public news, I think that the crediting is considered a courtesy. Um, but in your case, in the story that you're reading, it, it was it was like a full-blown article. It was a piece, right? I think it was like a recipe, but it was her recipe. Okay, so then, yeah, that that's her stuff. I don't know the legalities of any of this, so I'm not going to try to say that what they did was wrong from a legal standpoint, and they should be flogged. But, like, what they did is assholeish, like, completely, like, at the very least, completely discourteous, and, like, in a space where I know that people are competitive, but, like, you know, when you're a writer or you're you're a creative type and you're making stuff that is your own, you should get some credit for it. You know, and for that, for them to not like them saying, oh, it's, it's public if it's on the internet. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can claim it as your own, or that doesn't mean that you can re reprint it without their permission because like, it's just like, it's just like a moderator on a gaming website has the right to ask you to stop linking directly to your own site because that's a form of advertising that's not solicited. Right. If, if, if I go on to like, not, not on a blog, I'm sorry, but if I go onto a forum and just start spamming the link for try games and just saying you should go here hey guys what's up this topic is really cool but you know what you should do you should go to trygames.net <laughs> that's you know that that's a form of advertising that they're not that you're not solicited that, that you know is unsolicited right and so like the reason why that's why they take that stance is because like they're in a business to get visitors to their site they have content that they want their site to you know, to disseminate to their viewers, they don't want the viewers to come to their site only to find a link to another site that takes them away from what they're trying to give you, right? So for them to say like, "I'm going to take this person's recipe and put it on my site," you know, then they're basically, you know, the world is not being directed to the to the rightful owner of that recipe. She is not getting those hits. She is not getting those clicks. She's not getting, you know, like great. So people see her name on the recipe. But you know what? If she if she needs to make money off of this and starts to solicit advertisers to go to her site, they're going to be like, you don't have enough clicks. Everyone's going to this other site. So legalities aside, whatever, all that shit, you know, maybe it's legal, maybe it's whatever. It's still an asshole move to do, and I think that's stupid. And, like, that goes for, and, like, I'll, this was a long time ago, but, you know, it goes back to IGN, did the same thing. Like, no, don't, you know, don't not source the source, because that's just plain wrong. It's rude, that's inconsiderate, and that's, like, even in the spirit of competition, that is not help. That is not, for lack of a better term, that is not sportsmanlike. Just like KG trash talk, and see everything comes around in a circle. Drake, yeah. And I'm done. All right. What are your yeah, thoughts on uh, it, Pitter? I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, it, it's fucked up. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what the actual legality of it is either. Like, uh, depending on where she put, like, if she posted her recipe to say like uh, a website like allrecipes.com um, and they took it from there then you know they might be liable to allrecipes.com if they own that information that's posted to their site or something yep. like that um, what? I said yep okay uh, but like it's, so it's not completely 
apparent where she posted. Like, if it was her own blog, then yes, then that is different. And, you know, they could have handled it better, even if, like, they felt, even if this magazine felt they were in the right, they could have just said, you know, okay, we're we're sorry for the inconvenience we may have caused, you know, we do not feel we owe you compensation, but, you know, uh, we'll just credit you in a future issue or something. So, you know, the recipe we got, you know, they could have just handled it so much better. Um, uh, I don't understand, like, that. that's what the, uh, that's what I find is funny about the story is, like, why companies think they can, like, get away with shit like this is beyond me. And, like, you know, the, the I mean, I don't know if they're paying a price for it now, but they're they're definitely getting feedback in some way. Because, like I said, uh, I've seen the uh, Facebook fan page for this, and it's just, like, you know, like, endless string of comments about people, like, berating them for the, this thing. And, like, uh, it's possible that their readers of this particular magazine may not be internet savvy people. They might not care or even know what the hell's going on. So maybe it won't affect them in the least, but still like, you know, it's bad PR in some sense. That's dirty. Like they could have just handled it better. Uh, And hopefully, uh, hopefully because of the for um, shame, for shame, the publicity of this, uh, this woman is compensated and, you know, it like makes other source other other thing other uh whatever uh publications think twice about you know like just like where they're getting their shit from i don't know i see again i would be super for shame i would be super pissed if it happened to me i wouldn't want i wouldn't care so much about compensation i would just want the credit like right you know like yeah i would just i would just want the credit totally totally ah a girl all right. I think that horse is dead. Wrap this shit I up. Uh, if you have comments on this particular article or if you know anything about it or whatever, feel free to write in. Mailbag at trygames.net. Mailbag at trygames.net. Or Drake. tweet us. Drake. Where can they tweet you at? <sighs> Twitter.com slash Mr. Chupon. Twitter.com slash Riven. Twitter.com slash Riven. Twitter.com slash Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. An O. And Twitter.com slash D Red Mage if you want to tweet the guy who's not here. Hey, hey, I'm here in spirit. Yeah. (laughs) You want to hear my hair? That's me with my hair. Real quick, I wanted to say that, uh, uh, you know, you guys, Facebook.com slash Riven. But uh, if anyone out there, you know, the the few listeners we have who may have also happened to have listened to Game Slaves Radio back in the day, uh, what back in the day like 2007 like that was so fucking long ago or something um if you were at all interested in re-listening to it like if you wanted me to find a way to put the uh the series back up i know austin you sometimes say about hosting on try games and that but there'd be an easier way just uh so i want to take up your bandwidth or anything if anybody wanted to um uh like Go to my Facebook page. Dropbox.com. Uh, yeah, I have a reference link on one of my recent status updates. If you sign up for Dropbox, if you don't already have one, like <coughs> Austin. Um, I do have one. It said you didn't when I looked through my – well, I guess maybe your one email that I have is my Gmail contact. Right, it, it's it's one. linked to my – it's linked to another account, I think. Oh, but. okay, fine. Well, uh, if you don't have one and you use my reference link, basically what happens is uh, Dropbox is a good service. You can, you know, store files online and it gives you two gigabytes free for uh, you can get an, an instant 250 uh, extra megs of uh, room by doing a few sign up stuff. And for every person that signs up, they get an extra 250 extra megs. So you can get up to eight gigs worth of space by having referrals, which is a lot of online space for free, considering right, like other right. places charge it, charge a monthly fee for something for amount smaller than that. Full disclosure, um, TryGames.net is not in any way associated with Dropbox, but it's cool. 
Yes, and I just want it because if I get at least over four gigs, then I can totally put up the entire run of Game Slaves Radio and make it public files, I guess, somehow or something, so that uh, people... I don't know if you would need a Dropbox account to still go get them or not, but either way, I could somehow get them back onto the internet so people could possibly listen to them if they wanted to. How much... How many... Uh, all told, how many gigabytes of, of podcasts do you have? Uh, Like three and a half? I, I think that at... Uh, Worst case scenario, it wouldn't be a problem to throw it up uh, on Try Games as an alternate source. I, I think we can handle three gigs; it's fine. Um, but yes, yeah. do sign up for Dropbox. Go Shh, to don't tell them that because I yeah I want the extra room either way. Oh, and Des handed me a sign. She she passed me a note uh, saying, um, "I want your big fat." No, she said, uh, "Sign up with .edu, get you an extra uh, 250 megabytes as well." So if you have an edu address and you sign up for that, you can also get an extra two uh, two hundred fifty. It's like Facebook. It's edu. It's exclusive. Oh wait, no, not anymore. Um, but either way, get me space, fuckers. <laughs> so to get him space, go to www. I want my big fat. What was that? <laughs> okay, so stuff. Yeah, I think we we okay. We plugged ourselves. Yeah, plug. Uh, what is it? Shark versus Octopus. Shark versus Octopus.com. Everyone loves dinosaurs.com. Riven.com. Gamingthemedia.com. DrFishyPants.com. AustinDelight.com. XLM2K.blogspot.com. Oh hashtag on Twitter. KG Trash Talk. And we out, bitch. Drake. So for, so for Al. Oh, wait. Hey, well, yeah, for Al. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Here's my hair. <laughs> yeah? What were you going to say? What episode is this again? Um. Um, oh, God, I forgot which episode I was talking Oh, yeah, um, I don't know which episode it happens in, but he, oh, this, this? I don't know. What, I honestly what don't know. I honestly don't know. Is one it 195 second. or 194? I, I don't even know. Let me go to, let me go to see second. Either way. This is 195. We're, either, we're five episodes away from 200 people, 200. so why don't you make sure to, you guys never send us emails. How about sending us some, like, specifically for episode 200 just be like yo read this on episode 200 bitches uh and that has to be the subject line yo read this at episode 200 bitches if you have ideas for like shit you want us to do for episode 200 like if you want us to fucking podcast naked um no 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 not doing that you can go ahead and Um, do that you can go ahead and do that and just don't tell us no webcams please yeah uh i don't know so let us know although des might enjoy that I mean, if you want me to just play random sounds on my iPhone for an hour, I'll do that. I will mute you if you do that. I will mute you if you do that. But this... Yes! (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, so Al said bye with his hair. For Drake. Drake out, Drake. bitches. I've been your host, Drake, and we're Drake out, Drake. Drake. Assassin's Creed 2. Drake. Go to Facebook.com slash Riven. You can see pictures of Drake puking. Peace. Drake. And something I learned. Hold up, you're not hearing me, I don't think. Oh fuck. Okay. I'm not hearing you. Um uh oh. <laughs>
<laughs> At least I'm still recording. So everything I said should have been captured. Apparently Austin is re-inviting himself to like a um what's the word for people that invite themselves places? <laughs> Damn it, where's Austin to tell me the word? I am waiting on Austin. I hate my internet. Although it looks like my status is good. I wonder if I should like drop the call myself. Apparently it's his laptop fucking up. So while he's getting that fixed, welcome to the Pete cast. Hard cast, soft cast, flaccid cast, what? Um, he, we're typing in the chat window, and I told him I'm vamping. Although I'm not really vamping, because I'm just reading what the chat window says. So it's not technically vamping. That's just stall. It's not even stalling. It's the truth, motherfuckers. Um, I don't know if he's going to cut all this out or what, if I'm going to have to repeat everything I said about the keyboard, because that would be annoying. Tap, 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 do, do, do. Oh, apparently he heard it all. Can he hear me now? Can you hear me now? Oh, he can fucking hear me? <laughs> now I feel kind of like a tool. I am a tool. Um, So, I don't know what to do. Should I, like, just keep talking about the keyboard or wait for you to fix this shit? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Let me see if I have any funny sounds to play on my iPhone while we're waiting. Eh. Turn on the volume. Oh, I remember on a previous cast at some point I put on the Wild Gunman game but there was no sound but now it's got sound that's a Wild Gunman and if I try to it's hard to play one handed this is probably really loud oh shit he's back wait I'm playing yeah can you hear me I'm playing Wild Gunman oh fuck <laughs> that was the worst accuracy ever. <laughs> Wild gunman. Oh. Right, I'm turning it off. <laughs>